Welcome in on another episode of Cup of Joe. Um, I'm Sawyer here, and I got your weekend plans right here. And we're going to talk some sports on this Friday uh, morning, just before noon here. Um, so, lineup for the show today um, is first, we're going to talk about the Deshaun Watson drama in Houston. And then we're going to talk about maybe the incoming Russell Wilson drama in Seattle. Then we're going to play a little game called Makeup or Breakup NFL Quarterback Edition. Then I'm going to list my top 10 NBA players going into the All-Star break. And then um, I'm going to list my three bold takes for the NFL next season. So I'm going to give you guys three hot takes to watch for next season. So, um, kick off the show. I will start with Sean Watson. Um, As most of you know, he wants a trade out of Houston. And I think that they should allow that right for him. I think they should allow him to be traded. Um, Honestly, my opinion, Houston is a mess right now. Houston has, if you don't know, they have no cap room. Uh, They don't have a lot of draft picks because they've given up a lot of draft picks in the past. And... I really think Sean Watson should be allowed that opportunity to go to another team and pursue a trade. Um, again, like I heard yesterday, Brett Favre was like, uh, just play where you're at, you know, just basically suck it up and play. No, I totally disagree with that. Um, I do not think that is the case here. I don't think. He should waste a year of his prime in Houston because I think he's a top five quarterback. He had top five numbers last year. Um, Definitely had top five numbers. Again, I'm reading it right here. 33 touchdowns to seven interceptions, and his team went 4-12, and and he threw for over 4,800 yards. Look, um, my premise is just... He is a quarterback, I think, with the right weapons around him, and you heard this first, he can win a Super Bowl. There's, to me, there's about six quarterbacks in the league right now where they can win a Super Bowl next year, and that's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, because he's already won a Super Bowl, and I might be missing one, but I think those are the main five, and... I might be missing one, but I like those five. So, yeah, get this guy out of Houston. I mean, he's, you know, I'm not, and he's threatened to sit out games, and I don't blame him at all. I mean, he is a generational talent. I watched him at Clemson. I've watched him in Houston. And he's not going to sit in a dying organization where, you know, the there's no future. I mean, and obviously there's no future because as I said, they don't have a lot of draft picks and they don't have a lot of cap room. So, um, I definitely am on Deshaun's side here. I'm very pro player movement. I want him to go to a situation that benefits him the most. So now let's dive into, um, what teams I think would be best for Deshaun Watson. I'll give you three teams off the rip. I'll give you the Carolina Panthers, the Denver Broncos, and a little bit of a wild card team. I don't think they're going to pull the trigger on this, but 
I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers because I feel like he could go to the 49ers and they would be co-favorites with Kansas City to win the Super Bowl because they have a good enough roster and he's a good enough quarterback at the moment right now to win a Super Bowl with the Niners. The Panthers, they're a, they're a playoff team, but they play in a tough division. Broncos, they're probably a playoff team with him, playing a tough division, but I think the ideal fit would be the 49ers, but you also got to remember 49ers have a quarterback already, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so, yeah, you also have to remember that. Um, I mean, I'd love to see him on the Panthers because he'd have a lot of weapons, obviously. Christian McCaffrey, um, DJ Moore, um, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel Buckeye. Um, so we'll see how it happens, but I'm telling you right now, um, Houston, please trade him before the draft. He's not going to play. He's already threatened to sit out games and, um, it's just not going to happen in Houston. So Houston fans, if I have any Houston listeners, probably not because we're in Ohio, give that up. He's never going to play another game in Houston, you know? So, uh, transitioning into our next topic, um, we talk, I talk about Seattle a little bit and the Russell Wilson rumors. Um, and as you heard me earlier, Russell Wilson is fantastic, you know, if y'all didn't know that already. But um, he's one of those five quarterbacks that can win a Super Bowl, as I said. Um, you know, he, Russell Wilson is such a stable force within that organization where, I think it doesn't matter what you put around him. I think Russell Wilson probably is worth seven, eight wins just by himself. That's how great he is. Um, he's an escape artist. He can. He's one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the league, along with Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. Um, so, again, I'm warning Seattle right now. If I have any Seattle fans, don't screw this up. Don't let him get away. Don't let him get to the point where he's unhappy with the organization don't do it give give him an o-line you know he's already got weapons with Lockett and uh Metcalf get him a running game don't mess this up he is a generational talent and he should be treated like a generational talent I mean he is one of the five best quarterbacks in the league you know I'll read if you don't believe me I mean if you don't believe me then you know that's your opinion but uh if you don't believe me um, his stats from last year, I mean, so over 4,000 passing yards, 40 passing touchdowns, 13 picks, a little high on the picks last year, but towards the end of the year, he started middle of the year, towards the end of the year, he started forcing stuff a little bit. And, uh, he has not gotten one MVP vote as the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, which I think is beyond ridiculous. Because he's obviously, if you watch him play, he's very valuable to the team. And um, as I'm looking here, you know, he started the year off red hot. I mean, four touchdowns, zero picks, uh, five touchdowns, one pick, five touchdowns, zero picks. And then he gets on a little skid where he has a couple multi-interception games in the middle of the year. But, um, you know, a little unfortunate for him, but still does not, to me, does not devalue him as a football player um so I'm talking to Pete Carroll 
and John Schneider, if you guys ever get around, if you ever get around to listening to this, and I think their GM's name um, is, let me see here, um, I think it's John Schneider, if I'm right about that, please don't mess this up, man, don't even take a phone call, he's that good, where you don't even need to take a phone call, just get him the pieces he needs, and he'll be fine, I mean, yeah, it is John Schneider, like, please don't mess this up, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't love to see Russ in a new situation, but, I mean, he did win a Super Bowl in Seattle, his roots are there, so, I will just leave that at that, um, for now, so, a, uh, a new game we're gonna play, is Makeup or Breakup NFL Quarterback Edition. I will be given a quarterback, and I will be I will be telling the organization to either make up and you know make amends with this quarterback and start them next year, or break up, cut them loose into free agency. The mostly these are free agent quarterbacks. I think um, I have about ten here, so we are going to play this game. Um, so my first quarterback is. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, definitely a breakup here. Mitch Trubisky it was drafted second overall in the, if you don't remember, the Bears traded up to get him. They could have taken Mahomes or Watson later in that draft. Again, that's a whole nother podcast of the, how wrong that was. Um, but definitely I'm going to go with breakup here. Um, they need to cut him loose. I don't even know why he's still on the team. He is at best average and he's an inaccurate quarterback and I just can't that's my honest opinion on Mitchell Trubisky. Like I think you know they they have hit a ceiling with him and I think the farthest they can go is the postseason. So I mean and they did get the postseason. I'll give them that. But, you know, that's definitely their ceiling. They are hitting their ceiling at a rapid pace. Cam Newton. Um, definitely a breakup here, too. Um, again, if you guys didn't pay attention to Cam Newton last year, he threw a whopping eight touchdowns uh, in his season with the Patriots. Um obviously not good um you know through for uh a little over uh, 2600 yards eight passing touchdowns 10 picks it's never good when you have more picks than passing touchdowns um definitely a breakup here i think uh, they need to cut cam loose i think cam needs to go to a better situation where he has better weapons on his team um and he needs more support at this point in his career so definitely a breakup there Alex Smith uh breakup um great story love the Alex Smith story but um again they cut him this morning I really hope he gets another opportunity in 2021 but uh I mean uh I'm gonna go with a breakup at this point horrific injury he had a great comeback um I think Washington kind of did him, uh, low-balled him a little bit, but I get into that later, but I'll go break up for now. 
Um, to attack Valoa, uh, for the Miami Dolphins. Not really a free agent, but I thought it was interesting. Um, again, I will make an announcement. Um, no Tua hate. I don't like the Tua hate. I think people jump to conclusions on Tua Tagovailoa. He, his team went ten and six, and I think he was pulled from games where he shouldn't have been pulled from those games for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Again, I don't think he had a great year, but definitely wasn't bad. Like you know, and he's young. I mean, he's coming off a horrific hip injury a year ago today so he kind of had to deal with that like definitely don't give up on him this is definitely a makeup try it for a couple more years because the thing about this is if the Dolphins admit that you know if they let's say they cut him they they're admitting defeat they're admitting that they were wrong about him and they whiffed on him with I think it was the sixth pick or something like that um so this is definitely a makeup Deshaun Watson breakup I've already gone over this earlier in the video but this is definitely a breakup he doesn't want to be there um he wants out so this is definitely a breakup Dak Prescott um this is definitely a makeup for me I didn't really have to think about this that this much um Dak Prescott however way you want to slice it is a top 12 QB I'd say borderline top 10 I mean Dak gets a lot of hate because he like it's always like oh well you know he's he has a lot of help around him and you know he has Ezekiel Elliott and you know he had the good O-line and he had Amari Cooper but like you know he can't control what's around him he just has to play with what's around him and for the most part, you know, he went 13 and 3 in his rookie year. I think uh, there was, I think his third year, he went 10 and 6. I'll give you, he went 8 and 8. But like, people act like like the worst record Dak Prescott like has had as a starting quarterback is 8 and 8. So like, can you? We really hate on him that much? I mean, literally like. You know, he, to me, is a better Baker Mayfield. He's an elite game manager. Baker's an elite game manager, too. And they win, like, you know, Baker went 12-4 and four last year and won a playoff game. I mean, they're just elite game managers to me. So, Dak, I think, is definitely a makeup. So, uh, Russell Wilson, definitely a makeup. Uh, again, I'm warning Seattle now before they phone before they take more phone calls on Russell Wilson, make this right, you know, uh, do whatever you have to do to make this right because he is a, you guys would, in my honest opinion, they would not be a lot without him and he's very valuable to them. So this is definitely a makeup for me. Um, Marcus Mariota, um, breakup. I mean, he's on the Raiders now, but I think he kind of needs a new situation. I think he could be a starter on a low end team. Um, I saw him playing a game this year against the Chargers where he came in for Derek Carr. Um, so this is definitely a breakup, cut him loose, let him get another opportunity because he's still pretty young. 
Um, let me age check that real quick. Um, dude's still pretty young, so I think he can still has a lot of football. I, I like to think he has a lot of good football left. 27 years old. He's been in the league, I think, seven seasons, six seasons maybe. So definitely, um, you know, break break that off just so he gets an, another opportunity. Ryan Tannehill, this is a makeup for me. Um, Ryan Tannehill, I feel like, is one of the most underappreciated quarterbacks in the league. Um, again, just off stats, he is one of the He's he again like Dak. He is a borderline. He's probably a top ten quarterback, especially off this last year. Um, you know he. Let me look at the stats right here. So, almost threw for four thousand yards, thirty three passing touchdowns, seven picks. I mean, except a thousand less yards. But um, Ryan Tannehill was. Um, a thousand less yards than Deshaun Watson because Deshaun threw for forty eight hundred, but pretty much identical stats to Deshaun. I mean, Deshaun had thirty three passing touchdowns and seven picks. Also, now Ryan Tannehill had a better team, better running back, better coach, so you know, better situation. But uh, again, Ryan Tannehill, um, no Ryan Tannehill hate today. I mean, he is. Uh, I think he is better than people think I think he'll win you a lot of games in the right situation and that's definitely a makeup for me um Derek Carr so to me Derek Carr is a I think he is closer to average than elite my opinion um it's just Derek Carr to me does nothing really special. So I tend to put him more, I lump him in more the 10 to 20 quarterbacks range. Like to me, he's just, you know, he's just kind of, uh, I think he's more average. That's just my opinion. But um, yeah. Uh, so I'll go with breakup here. I think they need to break that off. And especially if they have a chance to get Russell Wilson, definitely break that off. Um, who we got next? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. This is another breakup. I think Jimmy is kind of in the same range as, uh, uh, Derek Carr, where he's kind of in the mid section with quarterbacks, like the 10 to 20 range. So, I mean, I I do think Jimmy G and Derek Carr are kind of in the right situations can have success like Jimmy was on the Niners. But I think this is a breakup because I think the only reason they're keeping Jimmy G is they don't have anything better. So I think that's the reason they're keeping him around. If they have a chance to go get Deshaun Watson, then they're definitely breaking that off. I can tell you right now they're definitely breaking that off if they have a chance to get Deshaun Watson because... I'm telling you right now, if they get Sean Watson, that division would be stacked, by the way, with Deshaun, Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray, and if Russell Wilson stays, I won't even get into that. that that'd be a stacked division, but yeah, I'll say breakup. Um, uh, so that is makeup or breakup quarterback edition as we reach the 20-minute mark here on Cup of Joe. 
So next, um, our second to last topic today, um, on a Friday, um, I will give you guys my top 10 NBA players at the All-Star break. Um, so, um, let's get into it. Uh, number one, I have LeBron James. Uh, you know, not a lot of explanation here. Um, dude's in his 18th year and he's averaging 25, eight and eight. I think we have to take an account age. I think, you know, he's 36 years old, turned 36 in December and he is still playing at a very elite level. So number one, I have LeBron James. Number two, I have Joel Embiid. I have Embiid because he, um, again, I don't know if you guys saw, but the Sixers played the Jazz on, I think it was Wednesday night. Yeah, I think it was Wednesday night. And he dropped like, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was like 50 and 10. I mean, Joel Embiid is a monster. I've said that before. He reminds me of like Hakeem Olajuwon, and Hakeem Olajuwon was great. Like this year, guys, he's averaging 30 and 11. Like that's just otherworldly great. Like he's, you know, he's been balling, shooting 40% from three too. So he has been the second best player in the NBA so far this year, you know, up to the all-star break. I, I, I can make a case to put him at one, but I'll put LeBron at one because I think I fa- factor in value into this also so I will put LeBron at one uh number three uh I have Steph Curry um he is he's had a pretty good year also I mean very good year if I'm being honest um this year he's shooting a little less from three but still um 41% is very good from three um I feel like people forgot about Steph Curry because he was out with the hand injury last year, um, you know, and he's reminding people that he's still the greatest shooter of all time and one of the best players in our league. So number three, I will say Steph Curry. And, you know, I think he has that Warriors team in the playoffs. If I'm not wrong about that, I think he does. Um, ooh, no, the, well, they're tied for the eight with the Mavericks. So, um, yeah, um, I will have Steph Curry and I think Steph Curry has had a lot to deal with this year with Clay being out and, you know, new teammates like Kelly Oubre. So, um, and he hasn't played with Andrew Wiggins a lot. So you got to take that into account. He's trying to mix in new teammates. So. Number three, I will have Steph Curry. Number four, the back-to-back MVP, defending MVP, um, reigning MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, has had a great season uh, so far. The Bucks have a little bit of an underwhelming record, but I'm still going to put him up there because the numbers, guys, are still... Great. I mean, he's averaging 29, 12 rebounds, six assists. Like, how about the six assists? Like, come on, man. Like, that's great for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not even been really diagnosed as a passer either. So, uh, 
yeah, I mean, that's great. Obviously, he's the back-to-back MVP. I'm not really factoring that in, but still, you got to look at his accolades, and he's very capable of putting up these kind of numbers. So number four, I'll have Giannis. Number five, I will have Kevin Durant because in the games Kevin Durant has played this year, he has definitely looked like his old self because if you have forgotten, Kevin Durant has not played in a little under two years because of the Achilles injury. Um, Again, he's averaging 29, 7, and 5. Again, five assists from him, and he's not really ever been considered a passer in his career. So very impressed with that. Um, You know, he's putting up, it's kind of similar actually to his MVP numbers back in 2014 when he won the MVP. Um, So he has had a great season. Uh, Number six, I have James Harden. Uh, James Harden, uh, I made my MVP episode Monday. And he is rapidly climbing up those ranks. He will probably be in the top five the next time I do my MVP rankings, which will be maybe at the three-quarter of the season mark, maybe in like May or maybe at the end of the season in July. Um, James Harden, again, has totally, you know, um, you know, he has totally adapted his game to Brooklyn You know, they've kind of asked him with Kyrie on the team and Kyrie being more of a scorer. They're like, James, can you dish out 12 assists a night? And he's like, yep, I can do that. And they'll ask him too when KD's out with like COVID or like a hamstring injury. They're like, hey, James, can you give us 30 tonight? He's like, yep, I can do that in my sleep. I can give you 40 if if you guys want. So James Harden is at six and I think he has really adapted his game to Brooklyn when a lot of people, I don't think, you know, a lot of people kind of um, question that. And uh, so I uh, I have James Harden at six. Uh, number seven, I have Kawhi Leonard. Um, Kawhi Leonard, I think, has had a good year um, also. Um Again, averaging 27, 6, and 5. Again, I don't think he is quite the defender he once was, but still an elite defender. Again, uh, you know, get a stop, get a bucket kind of guy where he can lock up the opposing uh, best offensive player and he can score it, you know, at will because he's a very good scorer, like, I think his lowest points per game season is like probably like 20, which was probably like in his earlier years in the league when he was in San Antonio. Um, Let me see. Oh, well, eight. Well, but he wasn't playing many minutes, so <laughs> I take that back. But still, an elite score since 2015, he's averaged over 21 a game. So number seven, I have Kawhi Leonard. Number eight, I have Damian Lillard, um, Dame Dalla. Um, love Dame Dalla. He's a one of the clutchest players in the league. Um, I was talking to George Tanner last night. Shout out Geo Tanner. Um, and he is one of the clutchest players in the league, maybe one of the clutchest players ever. Um, but I I love him. I love what he's doing this year. Um, again, 
has unlimited range, and if Steph was not in the league, we would be talking about Dame like we talk about Steph. But again, I think I said this before in the MVP episode on Monday, because Dame is in a small market in Portland, and his games are on the West Coast, and his games are late at night, like he does not get the admiration of a... uh, of a Steph Curry or a um or a Luka Doncic in uh Dallas. So, but Damian Lillard very uh you know, obviously great player in the league, has been a great player for a long time and um so Damian Lillard I have at 8, Luka Doncic I have at 9. Again, Luka's been great this year. Um, you know, the only thing I slight Luca for is his team's record. Um, his team is 18 and 16, but, uh, I saw they creeped into the eight seed. I'm going into the all-star break. So they're a team in the second half to watch out for. Um, love Luca. Luca can do offensively. He has pretty much everything in his arsenal. Um, so Luca is my ninth best player going into the all-star break number 10 to round out the top 10 i have nikolo Jokic. um again Jokic, uh uh yoker uh great player versatile big can do kind of like i think Jokic is kind of like if luca was a center and uh yeah um he uh can do everything offensively. He can pass the rock. He can shoot it. I think he's shooting it. I think he's shooting it okay this year. Um, we'll check on that. Um, again, averaging 27, 11, and 9 assists per game. That just amazes me every time I look at it. Um, 42% from the three. Only thing is his defense, but again, his offense is so good that not many people critique the defense. So, um, that concludes my NBA NBA player rankings going into the All-Star break. And as we creep over the 30-minute mark, um, I will give you guys my three bold takes um, going into next season for the NFL. These bold takes are sponsored by... Oh, wait, I don't have a sponsor. Not yet. Um, So, number one. The Indianapolis Colts will finish with a, with a better record than the Cleveland Browns. I firmly believe this. I think the Browns will take a little bit of a step back. I think they'll go from 12 and 4 to 10 and 6. I think the Colts will take a tiny step forward with Carson Wentz. They will go 10 from 10 and 6 to 11 and 5. Carson Wentz, I don't love Carson Wentz, but I like him in this situation because I love the Colts roster. I think T.Y. Hilton's a very underrated wide receiver. I think they have a great young back in Jonathan Taylor. Great O-line, obviously, with Quentin Nelson. And it's more about the Colts as an overall situation for Carson Wentz and his development as a player because I think he needs some coaching and some you know nurturing as he... I think, tries to get his career back on track after a bad year last year. Number two, Jared Goff 
will lead the Lions to an 8-8 eight and eight record. I did say that. 8-8 eight and eight record for the Detroit Lions next year. The lowly Detroit Lions. Reminds me of my Bengals. I mean, we just, we are some unlucky uh, franchises. We have not had a lot of success. Um, but I, you know... The Jared Goff hate has gotten a little too far for me. He did get a team to the Super Bowl. Um, Again, I think people act like he's awful, and when I think he's far from it. um, Again, if I look at the stats, last year he wasn't great, but again, you got to remember he injured his thumb at the end of the season. 20 passing touchdowns to 13 picks. He almost threw for 4,000 yards. Not elite stats, but definitely good enough stats. So I think Jared Goff can take that roster. If the Lions have a good draft, um, he can take them to an 8-8 eight and eight record. I originally said the postseason, but then I looked at the NFC, and there's a lot of tough teams in the NFC, so I will pull back on that and go 8-8. Eight and eight. So um, – My third bold take, and I really like this one. I really like this take. Russell Wilson will start the year in Seattle, but finish the year in Miami. The Miami Dolphins will acquire Russell Wilson in a mid-season trade. I don't know what it consists of, but I know Russell Wilson will go to Miami and the palm trees and the beaches, and, you know, he will be a Miami Dolphin by the end of next football season. Now, some people are asking, why do you think that? I think Russell Wilson is getting more unhappy by the day. I think he wants to be in Seattle now, but I think by this time next year, he will have finished half a season in Dolphins colors. And he, I think, is... I don't know. I think he's bound to be a Miami Dolphin. I think I just, I really like that fit. I just think Miami is an ascending roster with an an ascending coach. And um, I just, I love the fit in Miami. And I feel like he will be a Miami Dolphin by the end of next season. So those are my three bold takes for the NFL next season. And that wraps up the show. Um... So if you listened in on this Friday afternoon or a little over noon here in Marysville, Ohio, I thank you very much for being a listener. My goal this podcast is get it up to 10 plays on Spotify. You can find me on Spotify, Anchor App, um, Cup of Joe, Sawyer Bix. Um, I'm going to try to keep, uh, you know, getting out uh, episodes uh, and going to try to be producing more content. So I thank you for that. And I hope you guys have a great weekend and I'll see you next time.